Recording in progress. <clears throat> okay, good morning everyone. Welcome to our weekly Shear the Life of Torah of our leaders. Tuesdays, 11.30, live with First Seda Bismedrish. Special welcome to our Torah Anytime viewers and listeners. And again, I thank everyone for their warm wishes. Bruchem Tia, Bez Hashem, and our Shul's Siyam Ashas this past week, and Siyam of Shisha Sidrei Mishnah, and Bez Hashem, we should all go together, Michayel El Chayel. Today we're going to talk about the Ramban. So we continue with Chachmei Svorad, talked about the Ibn Ezra last week, and the next generation, as we mentioned last week, is the Ramban, Reb Moshe ben Reb Nachman, whose yard site is on Yud Aleph Nisan, he was Nifter in the year 1270. So the Ramban was born in around, about the year 1194, in a city called Girona, in Hebrew it's spelled Gimel Yud Reish Vav Nun Hey, but the Gimel is really a J, so it's really pronounced Girona. And Girona is in an area called Catalunya, which is northeast Spain. And at that time, it actually was like an independent part of the area called Aragon, A R A G O N, northeast Spain. And, um,. That's where he was born, or we would call at least modern-day Spain. In those days, was called northeast of Svarat, and because of that, Reb, the Ramban is called, and, the, and because he was born and lived, as we'll see for most of his life in Girona, he's called Girondi, Reb Moshe Gimel Yud Reishvav Nun Dalid Yud. From this place, it means he's one of Girona, or Girona is the proper way of of pronouncing it. Um. His, uh, one of his grandfathers was Rabbeinu Yitzchak Baruvein by Barcelona. Now, Barcelona is not far from uh, Girona. It's about, uh, I don't remember exactly, um, maybe 100 kilometers, maybe 200 kilometers, not very far um, from, Barso- from uh, Gironi. And his grandfather was known as Rabbeinu Yitzchak ben Rabruvein. Um, I don't think he was grandfather, but one of his ancestors. Um, in fact, in the Ramban, in the Dorim Daf Mem Chesam and Beis, he writes, "Who pirish the Shmaitza?" This is the explanation. The Gemara, the Parish Adeneinu Hazakin, Harav Reb Yitzchok Ben Reuven El Bargeloni. Again, Barcelona. He's from this place of Barcelona. Um, now it's interesting. The Chuvas Tashbats. Chelak Aleph, Simonai Beis explains that he's talking about the generation of the Rif. And he writes that in the generation of the rift in Svarad, there were five Rabbonim Gedolim whose names were all Yitzchak. Two of them were originally Svardim. Third was from a place close to Svard, he says. And two came, Me'eret Zacharis, from somewhere else. And he lists off each and every one. And he says, Horevi, the fourth one, is Rav Yitzchak ben Ruvain. And this is his grandfather from the times of the Rif. Vayarav Godol Upaitan, the Tashbats says he was a big rav, he was a python, he composed uh, um, liturgy. 
Um, and he continues and he says, Verav Moshe ben Nachman zikeno shel Moirichami. The Tashbas writes, the Ramban, Ramoshe ben Nachman, who is the grandfather of my father-in-law. He was from his family. This is what the Ramban wrote in Hilchas Nidarim, which means Mesechta Nidarim that we quoted before. So that is the Ramban. Like we're saying, he comes from his Eida, was front of the big Rabbonim in Svarat. Now, the Primagodim, as we go through the family here, the Primagodim in the beginning of Arachayim, he has Klalim Bishulchan Aruch. And in Ois there he writes as follows. He says, you should know, There were two Rabbeinu Yoinas. One of them is the one that we know that wrote on the riff in the back of the Gemara. He also wrote the Shari Tshuva, the Rabbeinu Yoina. And Sefer Hayira, the Rabbeinu Yoina, Girondi. Same name, that's Rabbeinu Yoina, is called Girondi. But now we know it's really Girondi, because he was also from Girona, just like the Ramban was. Now, but the Primagadim writes, Asher Tamidah of Haramban Varashba. The Tamidim of this Rabbeinu Yaina were the Ramban and the Rashba. That's what the Primagadim writes. However, the Chida in Shem Agadayim brings in and he says the Primagadim made a mistake. Rabbeinu Yaina was actually a student of the Ramban and he was the Rebbe of the Rashba. We'll see. Well, I don't know if we'll see, but the Rajba, after learning by Rabbeinu Yoyna, went and became a Talmud of the Ramban. However, Rabbeinu Yoyna was a Talmud of the Ramban, not the Rebbe of the Ramban. However, it was more than that. In Chuvus Rashbash, Simon, Reish Sadi Aleph, he writes, Rabbeinu Yoyna bar Avram, this is the Rabbeinu Yoyna of Shari Chuva, the one we're talking about. He writes, Rabbi Avram Aviv Shah Rabbeinu Yoyna, so his father, Rabbi Avram, the Imai Shel Haramban and the mother of the Ramban were siblings. So Rabbein Yoyna's father and the Ramban's mother were brother and sister, which made them first cousins. So he was his Talmud and his first cousin. And there was a third brother, says the Rashbash, whose name was Yosef, and he also had a son named Harav Yoyna. So there's a lot of Rabbein Yoyna's in this family. Now he continues and he says, not only were the Ramban and Rabbeinu Yoyna first cousins, they were also Mechutanim. Because Ubita Shal Rabbeinu Yoyna, the daughter of Rabbeinu Yoyna, was married to Shloimai, the son of the Ramban. So not only was the Ramban and Rabbeinu Yoyna first cousins, they were Mechutanim, their children, who were second cousins of each other, married each other. And he says a very fascinating thing. When Rabbeinu Yoyna was Nifter, and Rabbeinu Yoyna was Nifter before the Ramban, and maybe that's why um, some make a mistake in thinking Rabbeinu Yoyne was Ramban's Rebbe because Rabbeinu Yoyne was Nifter first. That might be a reason. Um, so Rabbeinu Yoyne was Nifter and Rabbeinu Yoyne's daughter was expecting and she had a baby boy. So really, it must have been their first boy, I guess. So really, the naming should have gone to the father's side and Svardim named after live people. So the baby should have been named Moshe um, because his grandfather, Ramoshe ben Nachman, the Ramban. However, Omar Ramban, this is all in the Rashbash, the Ramban said, Really, his name should be my name. And he writes, I want him to be called Yoyna Al-Shem for his other Zayda Rabbeinu Yoyna. Why? Because we say, that before 
one sun sets, another sun is rising. Before one gadol is nifter, another gadol is already in creation. And he was saying about this new child, he should be called Rebbeinu Yaina as a continuation of his Israel. I don't know which Rebbeinu Yaina this is. However, maybe it's the other Rebbeinu Yaina that the Prima Gadol was talking about. However, he says he was a Adam Gadol and he was a Rav Gadol Yisrael. Um, like the Ramban, I guess, well, gave a bracha. So that is a bit of the family of the Ramban. Who were his rabbeim? His rebbe, his primary rebbe was Rabbi Yehuda Bar Yokar, the Re Bar Yokar. Like he says in Sachim Kuf Yedzayin, Kibalti mipi meiri Rabbi Yehuda Zatzal, Shekibo me Rabbi Yitzchak bar Avram atzarfati, Shehalal b'leb Sachim toim bracha, Shekidchanu ligmar asahalal. Very interesting thing he writes there that he was Mekabel from his Rebbe, Rebbe Yehuda, who was Mekabel from Rebbe Yitzhak Bar Avram Hatzor Fati, the French Balatoisvist, known as the Ritzba. You find him in Toisvist, this is Rebbe Yitzhak Bar Avram, that Halal on Lel Pesach needs a bracha, which we don't do, and it makes for a lot of good divrei Torah at the Seder, but he held um, that you do. Now I just want to point out something. This is Rebbe Yehuda Bar Yokar. If you remember, from a long, long time ago, and Rashi, the Shiran Rashi, we said Rashi's Rebbe was Rebbeinu Yaakov Bar Yakar, also known as the Re Bar Yakar. I was just a few weeks ago to be the second time at his kever in the city of Mainz. Um, Rabbeinu Yaakov Bar Yakar, the Rabbi of Rashi, right near Rabbeinu Gershom Mar right near Rabbeinu Mishulam Ben Kleinimus, um, one of the, the great Paitanim. And... Um, I, I, in the Shir on Rashi, I mistakenly said that the Re Bar Yakar, Rabbi Yaakov Bar Yakar, wrote a Pirish on the Siddur, and a few people reached out to me to correct me. And actually, the Pirish on the Siddur, Re Bar Yakar, is this Rabbi Yehuda Bar Yakar, the Rebbe of the Ramban. So that's a correction I've been waiting, I guess, uh, a long time to, to, to make um, on the Shir. So that is his first Rebbe. His other Rebbe was. Rabbi Yitzhak Bar Avram, the Ritzbah, as we just mentioned. Rabbi Yehuda Bar Yaakov was also a Talmud of, um, of the Ritzbah. The Ritzbah was a, just to put it into perspective, was actually the younger brother of the Rash Mishans. They were both called, the Ritzbah was also called the uh, Rabbi Yitzhak Mishans. Um, Shans is in north North France. Um, and they were considered the Bali HaToysvis HaTzor Fatim, the French Bali HaToysvis. Or some of, or may Rabbi say no, some of the Baliatosvis. Um, now, um, I, I'm sorry. I just uh, I want to correct something. Not that the Ritzba was not the Rebbe of um, of the Ramban. I just explaining who the Ritzba was. The Rebbe of the Ramban was Rabbi Huda Bar Yakar, who was a Talmud of Rabbi Yitzchok Bar Avram, the Ritzba, and that is why um, that is why he's called Rabbi Yitzchok Bar Avram Atzarfati. So the second Rebbe of the Ramban was Reb Nosen ben Reb Meir. In Shavuos Taflamet Zayin, the Ramban brings the Meir Yachacham, Reb Nosen ben Reb Meir Pirish. And also the famous Drasha that's in the Kisvi Ramban, a Drasha for Rosh Hashanah we'll talk about later, he writes, V'shamati mi pi Meir Yachav Nosen ben Reb Meir, Shebetchilo kishabalil moi teril ifnei haritzbah. So again, Rebbe Yehuda Bar Yaakov was a Talmud of the Ritzbah, Reb Nosen ben Reb Meir was a Talmud of, uh, of the Ritzbah, 
And in that case, he said that Taka Tekeya Vaosa Dalit Shvarim. One Rosh Hashanah, the Baal Tekeya, instead of doing three Shvarim, he did four Shvarim. The Shvarim is three shorter sounds. He did four. And Amr Le Rabitzu Chazar Kalasimin and the Ritzba told him he has to repeat all the way back from that section back to the Tekiya. And he writes over there that after davening, the Talmidim went to Rabbeinu Yitzchak in front of the shul, in the courtyard of the shul, and they said, how come you said to go back? And they went back and forth. He said one way, they answered a different way. And then Amr Loi Meiri, Reb Nassim Barameir said, Atainatim, and Tamar Reb Yitzchak Vishasak. Reb Yitzchak said, you're right, and he understood, and he seems to have been Maida. So this was Rabbi Nassim Barameir, another Talmud of the Ritzvah, these were his, uh, his two primary rabbeim, Rabbi Yudha Bar Yakar and Rabbi Nassim Bar Meir, Talmidim of the Ritzbah, which is interesting because he's in Svarad, he's in Spain, and the Ritzbah was in France from the northern Ashkenazi Baliat Taisvis, but his rabbeim, his rabbeim were Talmidim of the Ritzbah. Now, when he was young, he was already Mechadish Chidush Taira. In Brachas Daf Yud Aleph Amud Beis, he writes, "Kvar Hayaminig Ba Yaris Loimer Bein Avasaylam LeKriishma Kel Melech Neman." There is a custom between Habayicher Bama Yisrael Biavar right before Kriishma and Kriishma to say Kel Melech Neman. Uval Yaldusi Niskasha says, "When I was very young." It bothered me very much, he said, because since Avarabo or Avas Oilam, he was a Svarti, is a Birchas HaMitzvah, it's a Bracha on the Mitzvah of Kriyashma. Just like when you make a Bracha on a Mitzvah, you're not allowed to interrupt and, and say Amen to someone else's Bracha afterwards, um, or to your own Bracha for that matter, before you do the Mitzvah, it's a Hefzik. So he says, since Avas Oilam is a Birchas HaMitzvah, Whenever you make a bracha on a mitzvah on any food, and you answer amen to yourself, it's a mistake. Yeshutayagamr is making a mistake. So Kel Melech Namon, Aleph Mem Nun stands for Amen. So you're saying Amen on your own bracha, it's a mistake. but since there was such a custom. I asked Rameir Alevi, I'm not sure who Rameir Alevi is, but one of the Gedalim, that he guessed when he was younger, he had Shaykhis And he says it's for sure a mistake, and in Svarad, this is not the Minig, it must be the Minig only in, uh, in Eretz Yisrael. So this was something from his youth. Again, that itself is a big Machlaikas in the Paiskim and the Shabura about. Yes, saying Kel Melech Naman, or not saying Kel Melech Naman, you can look for the Halacha, but this goes all the way back to the days of the Ramban. In a, the Jerusha for Rosh Hashanah that we mentioned before, he also said, This Chiddush I said when I was young, And I actually proposed it to the Rabbanim of France, the Baliat Paris, and also to Rabbi Chiyo from Paris, again, also one of the Baliat How did he get the message to them? He was a young, young child in Svarad. Through my relative Rabbi Yaina, I'm assuming this is Rabbeinu Yaina, his first cousin, Shalom Hacham. He went from Svarad and learned by the France Bali Hataisvis. And um, I sent my Shtikol Torah to them. 
and uh, he goes back and forth and he says, Mamru, some of that said, that the Rashmi Shans Rabbeinu Shimshon had this question, and he was Maramis to it in Taisvis. This is a Taisvis in Rosh Hashanah, Dabchavav Amad Aleph, that they're saying he was Maramis to it in Taisvis. And this is actually one of the proofs they bring that the Baliyat Taisvis of Rosh Hashanah is the Rash uh, Mishans. Now he also was a big Mekubal and he learned his Teres Hanister, the Chida writes, from Rabbeinu Ezra Mijirondi. So again, Rabbeinu Ezra also from the city of Girona. He's also called Girondi. Rabbeinu Ezra is also from the Baliyat Taisvis. If you look in Taisvis Shvuiz, Chavei Amaralf, all the way at the bottom of the page, Taisvis writes, Hiksha Harav Ezra Hanavi. It's called Ezra Hanavi. Very interesting. Um, probably because he was a big Makubal. He also, there was a Rabbeinu Ezrio from Girona. They were two Gedolei Kabbalah Talmidim of Rabbeinu Yitzchak Saginar, the son of the Ravid. And that's where he learned, the Rabban learned, Teiras Hanister. Now, like we mentioned already, and we brought out, that since Girona is in the north of Svarat of Spain. So they had a connection to the Baliyat at the French Baliyat um, much more than anyone in the south in Ashkenaz had Shaykhs too, as we mentioned last week with the Ben Ezra, how that was a Chiddush that he ended up with the Ashkenaz Baliyat But the point I want to bring out is, because that's why when you learn Chiddush Ramban and Shas, and you'll find that he's constantly bringing from the Baliyat Taisvis. You don't find this by the other Sfardish Gedolim, that they bring constantly from Rabbi Seinu Atzor Fatim. He's always bringing from Rabbi Seinu Atzor Fatim, because he really was a Kesher. There was this connection between Svard and Ashkenaz over there in the northern border of Svarad. He is the first who actually united the Torah of Chachmei Ashkenaz, Chachmei Svarad, Chachmei Tzorfas. Um, and he had, of course, tremendous covet for them in his country that's called Dino de Garmi. He writes, I guess most of them had been Nifter by the time he wrote this. They're the teachers. They're the ones who reveal for us the hidden things. So he held them as his Rabbeim, as we saw his Rabbeim were Talmidim of them, or even them themselves. And therefore, that's why it was a very interesting um, Synthesis of the two worlds of Ashkenaz and Sfard of the Rabbi Seinu Harishain and Baliyat Most of his life he lived in Girona. He was the leader of Yahadu Svarad, like the Rivash writes in Achuva, Simon Tav Tezvav. He was Sinai Vaikar Harim, the Chol Devarav Kegach Layesh. All of his words were like fiery coals, Valov Saimchim, Bechol Galilais Catalina. That's the, uh, we said that was his. That was the uh, the the nation that uh, that Girona is part of, and Kimoishem um, They everything they rely on him in that area, like Moishem Ipiagvura. The Meiri in Nakdama to Avis, where he goes through Mesiras Atayra from Moshe Rabbeinu all the way to his days. So he writes about the Rambanish and his Barsma Chachmasei Bechal Ha'Elam. His wisdom has been uh, publicized throughout the whole world. Rabbeinu Avraham Zichus was one of the Girushe Svarad in 1492. He was one of those who were expelled from Spain. So he, had a, he has a sefer called Sefer Yuchsen. He writes that the, after the Ramban was nifter in Ar- Aragon, Argon, that's what we're talking about, Aragon is that whole kingdom, um, the Castellina, 
which is, I guess, Catalina, the same place, what they used to do was, they used to read the Gemara, they would learn the Gemara, Karen had Talmud, this went on from the days of the Ramban until the expulsion from Spain. So we're talking about the Ramban was Nifter in 1270. So till 1492, close to 200 years. The way they would learn in yeshivas was Gemara, Rashi, V'chidushe HaRamban. That's what they learned. Umat Mize'er, Only a few people learned Taisvis. It wasn't a lot. Most of them learned Ramban. Like we said, this is Svarad. So they went with the Chachmei Svarad. But at the same time, as we know, as we said, the Ramban brought much of the Torah of the Baliyat Taisvis. Um, the Chuvitz Mari Ben Leiv writes, Ki Simen When our forefathers were in Spain, Oisem Hama'aynim Ha'aroyeshe Those intellectual people, the ones who were the lions of the pack, of the group, so they would um, 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 uh, fire would like shoot out of their mouth when when they would learn the Ramban. He was talking how deep and how exact the Ramban is, and you have to be ma'ayin. He said the 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 uh, the, the greatest Rabbanim when they learned it, it was like fire shooting out of their mouth. This is a lashon in today's daf If you learn today's daf on Amid Beis, it also talks about the malachim. Of zikukin uh, dinar is flying out of their out of their out of their mouths. That's the lashon. So he was he was trying to show the godless of how great the Ramban was. The Ramban had many talmidim for the next generation: the Ra'ah, the Rajba, the Raivet Asheni. There's two Raivas, and others as well. Now the Chida writes besides for his godless in Chachmas Hatalmud and Al Derech Ha'Emes in Kabbalah, he was also a Chacham in other Chachmas as well, and he says. He was a Roife Muvak Ufilosaf. He was a philosopher and he was also an expert doctor. And he says that's what it seems from the Chuvas Harajva, Simon Kuvchaf, that the Ramban was a, a doctor. What is this? If you look, this is quoted in, uh, it's not only in Chuva, but it's quoted if you look in the Tor, in the Beis Yosef, in Yaradea Kufnan Dalid, in the Bedek there. The Bedek is the Beis Yosef's additions to his Sefer Beis Yosef, and he writes over there. Harajma Bichuva, the Rajman, this Chuva Kufchaf says that there's a halacha that a Jewish doctor is allowed to help a Gaiish lady give birth, even though we, we, we're not, you know, necessarily pro bringing more Gaiim into the world. Um, they don't always help us. However, because of Ava, we, you know, you can't turn them away, it's going to make trouble. But what about if a, a Gaiish lady can't have a child? Are we allowed to go out of our way to help her have a child? So the Rajma says in the Tshuva, He's allowed to do it. A doctor is allowed to do it. And he's being made that the Ramban himself, the Ramban himself did this. So the Rajma says the Ramban cured a lady or helped her with a medical procedure in order to help her have a child. So it sounds like from this Tshuva, so Rajma, the Ramban was a doctor. Um, so, but the Bedekabais writes, Vanima Tzasi Shekosav La'areni wrote him and told the Ramban, Thank you very much. Tavi Alecha Bracha. Thank you for doing that. Shatamar Bezare Shal Amalek. That you have been increasing the children of Amalek in the world. So Rabbein Yaina was not happy with the Ramban. But this is where it seems when the Ramban was a doctor. Now, there's two major events in the Ramban's life that, uh, that really, that, uh, that are, are, we have to highlight. And one of them is the big event and the big uh, 
tumult, so to speak, about the Svarim of the Rambam. Um, when the, the, the Ramban was still young, he was only about almost 40 years old, in the year 1232, there was a big machlaikis about two svarm of the Rambam. One is the Sefer Meir Nebuchim, which is philosophy, Taimei HaMitzvahs, and Sefer Hamada, the first of the svarm of the Rambam's um, um, Yad HaChazaka, Mishnah Terla Rambam, which also talks about Emuna, talks about Hashem, all those types of Hashkafa types of things. And there was a, a lot of machlaikis about this. In fact, in the Rambam's days, there was already machlaikis. His son, Rabbi Avram, and a Rambam has a sefer called Mechemes Hashem, and he writes about different people who wrote him with Tainas. But at that time, the Rambam's farm were not so spread out in the world, so the opposition wasn't as, uh, as, as apparent either. But in that next generation, as it got printed in, or got whatever copied and spread out into the world, so there was a, it started making a big machlaikis. And in the days of the Ramban, two gedolim, Rabbeinu Shleime ben Ahar, and his two Tamidim, Rabbeinu Yaina and Rabbeinu David, Reb Shal, they got up and they got uh, a letter with a lot of um, signatures from Gedali Yisrael, against the Svarim, and they put a cheirem on anyone who learns the Sifrei Haramban. And they sent that everyone should be gainas them, he should hide them away. Um, the Chachme of pra- province, Provencia, they got up to defend the Ramban, and they put a cheirem on Rabbeinu Shleim Minahar and his Talmidim. And it was a major, major machlaikis, so much so that they were in Paris, they actually burnt the Sifrei Haramban, they, they burnt them, they actually got the church involved, and they said to the church, why don't you, 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 this is also heretical stuff, and you should burn it. It was a terrible thing that went on. Um, so the Ramban actually tried to stop the Machlaikis. There are two letters the Ramban sent to try to quiet down the Machlaikis. And the first one he sent to both sides, and he asked them that no one should do anything until they come to some type of Bezdin together. And in the second one, he actually turns to the to Rabbeinu Atzarfas, the 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 um, Rabbi Shlaimim Minahar and, and his Talmidim, to be Mavato the Cherem and those who learn the Svarim. And he writes with Anivus, Rabbeinu Atzarfatim, Tamidchem Ani, Amir Talmid, Umeimechem Anushaisim. But he talks about how great the Rambam was in Sefer Yad HaChazaka. He says, Do you find that the Ramban is like ignoring, uh, the Rambam is ignoring Isurim, Bekalim of Chamurim? Did he leave out any Takana Gzeira? Did he not make a Siyag Latayra? It's not like he's, uh, you know, he's, he's a Kaifer in Taira. And he says, Even you find the Chachme Lunil and the Ravid who argue on the Rambam in many, many places, but they only argue on him. They don't say he can't learn his Farim. And that's. Then he says, the Sefer Hamada is Mikhtav Elikim, he calls it. And he says that um, it actually teaches us so many things that we don't find anywhere else. For example, Hilchus Tshuva. We don't find the halachas of tshuva that are in one place in the Gemara. It's spread all over, and he teaches us exactly how to do tshuva. It's, it's full of pearls. So that's the Gabe the Sefer Hamada. The Gabe the Sefer Murinavuchim. So he says, really, um, he says, the, this wasn't really written for you. This wasn't really written for the Baleatisis. It was people who had already strayed after philosophy, and because of that, they were going off the Derech. And without the Sefer Hamira, which gave them a way of, of, of the proper philosophy of Tyra, they would have left Yadus. So he says, it wasn't really made for you. So he asked them, please, to take the cherem off. 
Now, he did say an interesting thing. He said the Rambam himself in Marinavuchim writes that he doesn't really want the Sefer to be public and it shouldn't be for anyone to learn. So he says, if you want to keep this ban on the Sefer HaMoira, which is really what the Rambam himself wanted, the people, it shouldn't be out there for the public, that I'm willing to agree to you. However, um, however, um, on Sefer Hamada, he wasn't happy about it. Now it's interesting. This is these both of these letters are written actually in poem. It's very uh, it's a very it's very interesting letters. But one thing he writes over there how the Rambam saved the Jews of Taman, and uh, that's the famous Igeris Taman where he wrote them. They were trying to be converted, and he, he he strengthened them. So in there he writes that in Taman when they say Kaddish in every Kaddish they write bechayechayin uviyamechayin uvechayedirabona Moshe ben Maimon. So he says, they they say That's what they say is part of part of um, part of uh, Kaddish. That in the your days, in the days of um, in the days of Rabbeinu Moshe ben Maimon. In other words, he was the Gadol. As if they're asking Hashem should bring Mashiach in the days of the Rambam, who's the Gadol Adar. Now the the um, the Ramban in the poem he ends off and he says he was the one who was mayor because he really set them straight and made sure that they had were able to uh, to to stand up against the winds of the time. So that was that machlaikis. Um, that was that machlaikis. This machlaikis continued for a while. It was a terrible thing. Not long after they burnt the Sifri Rambam is when they burnt. It was the uh, was the famous. Debate with Rabbi Chiyomi Paris in in in, uh, in Paris. We talked about this a different time. And with by the Maram Rutenberg, we talked about this. And they burnt all those wagon loads of, of svarim in the Mamish to the same place in in the Mechemes Hashem. From Rabbeinu of Ramban Rambam, he has a letter from Rabbeinu Hillel or something who told him actually the ashes of the Rambam svarim were mixed with the ashes of the Talmud. They felt it was an einish. Rabbeinu Yain himself had big charata, and he and 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 he tried to ask mechila. It's a whole long story unto itself, but this was a very uh, hard time in Klai Yisrael. So that was the first thing the Ramban, as a young man, was asked to try to quell these this machlekes. The second famous thing is the famous debate he had with a Meshumad. In 1263, already we find this concept of having debates with the Christians about Christianity. Like I said, um, in Paris in 1240, that was the Sreyfa Satalmud story with the Rebbe Chilmi Paris. And the Ramban was called to Barcelona, which was the capital city of that area of Aragon, to have a, uh, a, a debate with a mummer named Paulus Christiani and uh, in front of the king, the king's name was James the Conqueror. He was the king of Aragon. And the Ramban also writes, he, he, he writes down the whole story with the whole, the whole debate. And um, you could see from the debate, this is not the first time they debated, because he writes that they already debated in his hometown of Girona. He had asked him a question. The debate went on for about four days, and at the end the Ramban says, I didn't really change anyone's mind over here. It was really no point, but he had no choice. He says that he, he heard the king wants to come speak to him, so he waited another eight days, and the king, king came to the shul in Barcelona on Shabbos, and he got up and he gave a whole drasha how Yashka is Mashiach, and then the Ramban argued on him, and, um, but uh, at the end he says that uh, I stood in front of the king and he told me I could go home to my city, and he even paid me 300 dinarim. Um... Now, uh, Rav Shevel, who put out the uh, the uh, uh, Moisad Rav Cook Ramban, 
So he wants to say that there's a, the famous Russia from the the Ramban, called Teres Hashem Tamima, about Yesaidus Amuna, about the Luchais, about Matan Taira, which he did say in Barcelona. That's clear, he said it in Barcelona. So he wants to say he probably was in those days because he wanted to clarify the Ikri Amuna because of what was going on. Now, the reason why the Ramban wrote down the whole debate that he had was because the Christians, of course, said that they, they won and everyone has to, you know, and the everyone, the Ramban agrees and you have to convert. So, therefore, he wanted to show that he, they, Daka didn't win. And he actually, um, he actually sent it out to, to, uh, to them. Um, but he sent it out to the Jews. And, uh, of course, the Christians were very unhappy. They were very angry. And in 1265, they actually wanted to bring him to a judgment that he's saying these things. And uh, it seems that a few years later, in 1267, he actually was, they, they, they allowed someone to punish him. And because of this, the Ramban had to actually run away from Sfarad, from Spain. And it's about this time that he decided he's going to go up to, um, to, to Eretz Yisrael. Um... The drasha that he gave to his kehila in Girona before he left Svarad talks about that Iker Shmiras HaMitzvahs is in Eretz Yisrael. There's a Ramban, if I remember correctly, in Chumash, in the end of Parshas Acharemais, who says a very similar Yisaid. And um, in 1267, he was, all, he was 73 years old, he picked himself up and his family, and he left Svarad and he traveled to Eretz Yisrael. While he was on the ship Teretz Yisrael, he actually composed a special tefillah for people who sail on boats. You could find this tefillah in the Eitzer HaTvilois. Siddur Eitzer HaTvilois, Chelek Aleph, page Reish Samech Tes. It has the tefillah that the Ramban composed on the, on the ship. And in Elul of 1267, he reached Akai in the port city of Akai. And he wrote, he wrote letters to, his, to, to people, to his son and others, that he, he came to Akai. And the first thing he says is that he came across a matbeah shal shekel, v'shal machsis shekel. It's good for this week. This week is Parsha Shkolem. He, he came across a coin the size of a shekel and a half a shekel. And he writes, now, there's a big machlaikas rishonim in how big the shekel is. And he says from what he actually saw, he has a raya to Rashi's shear of what a shekel is. After that, he came to Yushalayim. He found Yushalayim totally desolate. There was no Jews there. There were only two Jews in the whole place. And the reason is because there was Mongolian raids on Palestine in the year of 1260. Jews had run away from Yushalayim. Eretz Yisrael Bechlau was shvach, but for sure in Yushalayim, there were two Jews who lived there. But he decided that he needs to re, um, re-establish the Yishuv in Yerushalayim. And he immediately, everything was hefker. He found a building and he decided to take it as a shul for himself. It's known as the Ramban Shul. They say in the old city of Yerushalayim, there's a place there by Behuda Chassid, uh, the Churva Behuda Chassid, the Churva Shul, that the Ramban Shul is over there. Yesh Ladun, if it is or not. But that's what they say. But it's well known that he made a Beis HaKnesses Shel, um, shel, uh, shel Ramban. It, um, he had a yeshiva, and slowly but surely people decided um, to come to his yeshiva to learn by him. He wrote letters all over to be mechazik the yeshiv by having people come to Eretz Yisrael, monetary support, and because of him was nishadish the yeshiv in Yerushalayim that Baruch Hashem till today has never stopped, and that's why he's called the father of the yeshiv achadosh of Yerushalayim. We're talking about, you know, Baal Shem Tov and, 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 and the Grah, Tamid De Agra, way late in the 1700s. Talking about, uh, you know, we're talking about, um, we're talking about the 1200s over here. But uh, he was the one who re-established the Yishuv, um in Yerushalayim.
In Yerushalayim is where he finished his Pirush al Hatayra, like he writes, for example, in Parshas Vayishlach, about Kever Rachel, famous one, he writes, safti This is what I wrote originally about how far it is, Kivras, Oretz, Lava, Yafrasa, where exactly how far it is from, from Yerushalayim or from Beis Lechem. And he writes, Now that I myself came to Yerushalayim, I'm able to see exactly where it is, and I see I was incorrect. Right, the Pasuk says, Kol Birama Nishma, the voice of, of is heard in Rama. So Rama's a place. So he says, Don't make a mistake, it's not a place. This is nowhere near Rama. Where actually he says it means to say in the heights. It's a more of a of a of a poetic way of talking the Navi as opposed to actual location. But you see that he uh, he, he he was finishing off his Pirish on Chumash. In twelve um, the day after Rosh Hashanah in 1267, he wrote to his son, this is so very soon after he came, because he came in Elo of 1267. He wrote to his son that he's going to Hebron, to Davin at the Kvarim of the Avais, and to dig for himself a kever. It sounds like he was looking to make a kever for himself, I would say purchase a kever, I don't know if there was a purchase there, but to reserve a kever in Hebron. In uh, 1268, Rosh Hashanah of 1268, um, he gave a jirasha on Akai. That's the famous jirasha, the Rosh Hashanah, that we referred to a few times already. There's drush there. There's halacha there. The, the Paiskim had this jirasha because they refer to it, um, that they refer to it as a source of halacha. And um, he lived there for three years in Eretz Yisrael, and in Yud Aleph Nisan of 1270, he was nifter. Where he was buried, we're not sure. Yeshaimim, who was buried in Hebron, like we said before, um, from the from the letter from his son, and they say that he's, he's his kever is by the outside steps of the Mara Samachpela. Some say he was an Akai because we find him saying a Jerusha an Akai. Some say he moved to Akai. It's not 100% clear. Just because he said the Jerusha doesn't mean he moved there and was nifter there. Some say he's in Yerushalayim, um, different places. Um, now they say over that before he left Girona, his Talmidim asked him, how are we going to know when you're Nifter? Well, you know, there's no way for us to get messages. So he said, there's a simon. The day I'm going to die, my mother's Matseva in the Beis HaKvaris is going to split open and you're going to see inside the Matseva <coughs> the form of a Menorah. And that's actually what happened. And that is, um, and that is how they knew he was Nifter. Now his Farim, the Ramban Alashas, of course, um, as we said before, talked about it. He also was a Megan. He was a protector, a defender of the earlier Rishonim. For example, he wrote the Sefer Mechemes Hashem and the Sefer Azchus to answer the questions that the Balamar and the Ravid wrote on the Rift to defend the Rift. He wrote the Sefer HaMitzvahs to defend the Bahag against the questions of the Rambam. He wrote his Pirushim Al HaTayra. And in his Perush Al HaTayra we find Halacha, we find Pshat, we find Machshava, we find Said. It's interesting halacha as well because in my shir and, and my Yerucha Shemitah shirim last week we learned the Ramban where he seems to say uh, psak in halacha or it seemed to take a side but the Chalkim say no you can't bring a raya because from Chumash you can't bring a raya to what he really holds the halacha. But he does bring halachas as well and the Ramban ala is is full of everything. The Chassam Seifer said in Sava. His children shall learn it. This is the Yisait of Amuna. Many Gedalim said, if you want to learn, have a Yisait and, and, and a Chizuk in Amuna. So you learn the Ramban al Hatayra. You learn Ramban al Hatayra. 
Um, now, there are places where the Rif did not write halachas. For example, because the Darim B'chayres Chala, and he filled it in, so to speak. He wrote the halachas of these places where the Rif didn't, um, didn't write. He has Jerashas. Sefer Teiras HaAdam has halachas of Rafua, Kfura, Avelus. At the end, he has something called Shar Hagmol, which talks about Elam talks about Chiyas HaMesim. He has a Sefer HaGeula that talks about Inyani Geula. It talks about the um, Nevuas of Yeshaya Navi, the Maris of Daniel. He has Piyutim, Tvilois, Shirim. He has songs, like we know from the Ben Ezra, there were many Paitanim and Meshirim um, in Svarad. However, after the Ibn Ezra's days, when we know there were a lot of Tsaris, we talked about that last week, um, a lot of the Meshirim ceased to exist. The Ramban, even though he was the next generation, does have numerous shirim. And like I said before, he writes letters in, in, in poetry as well. So he was from the, uh, from the, from the um, Paitanim as well. And as the, the, as the uh, historian, so to speak, put it, Klai Yisrael always has G'daylim. And some are Paiskim, and some, some are Bikim, and some are Lamdonim, and some are great in Drush, in Pshat, in Kabbalah, in Agadah. The Ramban was... The Ramban was a unique Gadol that wrote on everything and was a Gadol in everything. And that is why the Ramban, not only for Chachmas Svarad, but like we said, he was Ma'ached also, the Baliatosis of, of Tsarfas, of Ashkenaz. It was a very, very unique fig- figure. This is Ramosha ben Nachman, as we know him as the Ramban, Rabban Shakol b'nei Yisrael. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Kaltov.